I know that I know a lot of people personally who have to go, they go to a low cost spay neuter clinic because it's the difference between $90 and $2,000. And it's like, who in their right mind is going to go for the 2000 You know, like, is that right? Yeah. I don't. I don't no, no, so. I, I, yeah. And, and that's the problem because there is a huge gap in pricing because it's all over the board. And- yeah. This is the Pet Life Saving Podcast, where we discuss ways to save pets from dying in our animal shelters and communities. Michelle, Jen, and me, Caroline, run a nonprofit animal rescue in Southeast Texas. We're from three different generations and backgrounds, but we all have one thing in common, a passion to save pets and help their people. Thanks for tuning in. That's how another reason you can. Oh, it's recording. It's okay. You're good. <laughs> she, You're anytime she has a flare up, she she refuses to clean her butt, and so she like. I have to get, oh, hello. Oh, she's messing with uh, uh, Ella. Ella. Yeah. She said that's my box. But yeah, she. Yeah. She's All got right, a little flare up. I don't. I don't think we tell it. Tell everybody about. Collie and how that whole thing. So cauliflower will be one year old in on March 18th exactly. I know her date of birth. Um, she was born in at Galveston Island Humane Society um, to a feral mom, a very feral Siamese mom. Um, she's a flame point Siamese, and I bottle fed her. Um, she was fading when I met her and she just had constant GI issues from the get-go which most neonates do and um, about three months old I was just like man there's just more going on here than what I usually deal with with neonates and we just tried and tried to figure out what's going on and it just wasn't getting any better and we decided we were gonna pull her into lifeline I was fostering her through Galveston Island Humane Society and we pulled her into Lifeline and got her a second opinion and took her to another vet another vet and um, they did some more extensive diagnostics and found out that she has megacolon and for those of you that don't know what megacolon is it's uh, where in a nutshell it's where your colon is three times the size of what it should be so she deals with chronic diarrhea and constipation at the same time, which is terrible. Yeah. So um, she takes medication twice a day for the rest of her life. Right now, her medication pretty much handles her. You know, she's, she's okay. But there will be a point where she no longer is managed with her medication and she will require surgery to remove the majority of her um, colon, um, which is a very, very dangerous surgery. Um, And that point, we will have a very critical time in her life. And, And a lot of cats can live, you know, without having her colon L-O-L, look at, sorry, this is a very intense conversation, but the dog just took the whole cupcake container, that's hilarious. She loves to chew on plastic, which is probably like the worst dog mom thing ever, but 
she takes like water bottles and um, like the tea jug and she'll just be carrying around the tea jug with her by the handle around the house. Not so. the cat. This is the uh, Great Pyrenees Rescue. Yep. Yeah. Yes. She's like pushing almost 200 pounds now. I guess she's an Anatolian Great Pyrenees mix. Yeah, that's what she's think. got more of the Anatolian coloring, correct? Yeah. Yeah. But she definitely has a Great girl. Pyrenees build. Yeah. She was like, are y'all definitely. talking about me? All Pyrenees yes, build. Yes, we are. Look, all three of the cats decided we're going to check the box out. That's funny. Yeah, Ella was like. <laughs> and they're all taking turns. <laughs> but yeah, so just to sum up cauliflower, um, a lot of cats are able to survive, you know, after the megacolon surgery for you know an extended amount of time but it is a really risky surgery so we hope we can push that off as long as possible um so we're really thankful that we've hit our almost hit our one year birthday with cauliflower and we're just taking it a day at a time with her um but yeah she's a very stinky kitty <laughs> so she deals with a lot we deal with a lot of poop with her Bruce to sing the stinky kitty song <gasps> Smelly cats, smelly yeah. cats. What yeah. are they feeding you? That is definitely so. <laughs> all the cats or all the animals in my household, which we have a zoo, um, but all of our animals have middle names. Do y'all's middle names? Um, I mean, they have nickname. I guess I have like so. Lexi is now Lexi Lou, and sometimes we'll we'll sing like the we do Lexi Lou, Lexi Lou. Oh my pretty little Lexi Lou. Aww, and, that's so you know, cute. So we just sing a little song. Simba, well, he was always my Spider-Man dog. So I would say, Simba man, Simba man, oh. does whatever a pup dog can. And he doesn't care. He just jumps up and gets all over you. He doesn't care. He's crazy. <laughs> Bogart does not have a middle name. I call him Bobo. Bobo. I was going to say, they have more nicknames than a middle name. I didn't yeah. give him a middle name. Oh, she's mad at you too, Mama. Her torty, if anybody knows yes. torties, they understand that, uh, gets pissed Maybe every time we come over she here. She does not care I... that she used to know us and yeah. be friendly with us. When we come over, she hates us. Yep, there she goes. And she's up there by the camera. Hopefully she'll knock it down. Yeah, it's okay. I mean... We won't have any choice, but hopefully she does. Hopefully yeah. she doesn't knock the camera down. But this is cauliflower. She's fixing to block it. If y'all see the torty body, we're sorry. That's funny. Just she, an introduction there, to my she's, zoo. She's, like, this is where she's I eat the my boss. Food. Yes, there is a hundred and thirty pound dog here, but she, she's still the boss. Yeah. I tell people that all the time. Ella is the boss of this house. Yeah. But, but she's a torty. I mean, yeah. that really is just. It checks out. I mean. Calicos and torties really do have an attitude that is just unmatched. Yeah. She seriously. Although I will say Siamese have known known for that too, an attitude. The so. only thing this one does is try to bite your ankles when you walk away. Well, she's Don't very you? playful. She almost has a very squish looking face. <laughs> she does have a cute little face. Like a she what does. is it? It's a British cat. Oh, a she said, face. "Let me down, mother." But yeah, so all the cats have a middle name, right? Don't do it. What's their middle names? <laughs> so, Willow the Pug is Willow Luann. Okay. Then Autumn, the big dog is Autumn Ray, like Autumn Ray of Sunshine. Okay. And then um, 
Ella is Ella Beans, like jelly beans, but Ella Beans. And then Gilbert, my tripod, is Gilbert Allen, because all the boys in the family on Brian's side have Allen as the middle name. So Gilbert Allen Jones. And then... A distinguished name. He is. That's the bow ties. Yeah. He's very yeah. distinguished. He so then we have Cauliflower. Cauliflower Poopy Pants Jones. <laughs> Because of her poopy, her poopy pants, pants, pants. that's the only thing that fits. So yeah. No, that's awesome. No, my cats have animal names: mouse, turtle, cat, cat names that they have are awesome. Then we do have our well, you're a skunk. (laughs) Skunk's our outside cat that he doesn't really. He's not ours. He comes around. But he's got like eight owners in the neighborhood, so I don't even know. Everybody will be like texting me like, Skunk is here tonight. I'm like, okay. Um, Play date at the neighbor's house. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he always wants to come check in at our place, though. So. And then, um, then I got the two odd ones, which Snickers used to be Squirrel. And my daughter changed it to Snickers. And then we got Snow, who is the solid white cat. None of them I picked out. Um, the only one that was brought to the house on purpose was Cat. She's 16. The kids were still in school, and they were like, "We want a cat." And one of the neighbors' kids had Cat, or had kittens. So they, and he just picked out which one we got. The kids didn't care, I guess. They just wanted a cat. Yeah. So he just brought down this random black cat, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> she was terrible. <laughs> she was so mean. I called her Demon Cat the first year of her life. I was scared to go to bed if she was on my bed. Oh, she that's was, demon cat. Yeah, because she was going to pee on me if I tried to get in bed, and she would attack you for no oh reason. Oh, my God. She was terribly mean, but I got her spayed, and I'm all fixed right up. So. See, I tell hey. people that all hey. the time. So sometimes, I mean, she doesn't pee on us at all anymore. That's such a crazy thing for a cat to do. I know. Well, yeah, but, you know, I, not the first. I, when I first got with Bruce, he had a cat named Pedro. I called him Peter. Because I can't roll my R's very well. <laughs> so I called him Peter. And he he was an inside cat. And my cats were always inside-outside cats. And he got pissed because he wanted to go outside. Yeah. Bruce would not let him. And so I'd have to, every time he tried to get out, I'd have to go pick him up and bring him back in. And um, he started pooping on my pillow. Uh yeah, it was it was actually in my pillow. Not Here's Bruce's. a present for like, you, lady. And and because he, he was mad at me because I was the one there all day doing you know letting the other cats out and not letting him out. So he got mad and he, like every day he was pooping on my pillow and I was getting mad. Yeah. Because it's like I'm not even the one saying no. Yeah. That's him. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so finally, I let him out one day, and and I was like, you know what, and that cat was so excited. He brought, I opened the door a little later to check on him. He had brought me a pile of like crickets and grasshoppers like this big at the front door. He just kept piling them up and he just kept bringing them to me all day. He's like, now you're my best friend. Yeah. Yeah, And and so then he stopped. He stopped and put on the phone. Yeah. As soon as I started, because that's all he wanted. Yeah. And I mean, he would go in and out like the other cats. So, I mean, you know, yes, there are risks. But, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel I like, well, I feel like I would rather them be able to be a happy animal. Do you know it's very, like, American to, like, keep your cat inside all the time? Like, pretty much no other country Well, because they're that. predators. Yeah. You know, they are predators, and how are they going to practice that? 
inside. I mean, you know what? The occasional roach, maybe lizard gets in. <coughs> oh, yeah. I have a scar on my leg right now where my, where Gilbert, my three-legged cat, like attacked me to get at that lizard that came in my patio door. He was sitting on my lap, and he saw a lizard across the room, and he just went ape shit, and like, <coughs> jumped across the room to go get this tea tiny little lizard. Yeah. Oh, even a three-legged cat. Yeah. Still predator. Agility. Yeah. He was. Little lions. Yep. But. So sometimes getting them fixed fixes their behavior. Sometimes just giving them what they want. You said said lion just now, and I was watching that cat conference, and over this past weekend, Community Cats podcast, um, uh, their online cat conference or whatever was this weekend, and one of their... um, questions like their trivia questions was 99.8 percent uh genomes are of cats are shared with what other animal (coughs) it was lion tigers tigers okay little tiger yeah little tigers tigers i mean that checks out i i i've seen my cats because they're inside outside cats they've the cat I had previously a tuxedo named Dog. He used to catch rats all the time. Mm. And when Lane was little, I'll never forget this. So he would like eat them, but not all of it. <laughs> and there would be pieces of this rat around. And one time in the garage, I guess he had got one and ate it and just left the face. Yeah. <laughs> and you could tell what it was. And I was like, oh, I need to pick that up. But, you know, obviously you don't really want to. So, and well, Lane come follow me out. And he's probably like, or four and he saw it and you know all day we're like going in and out and doing stuff and he kept seeing this and kept talking about it and I didn't realize till later on he asked my mom you know what happens to rats and and she's like I don't know what happens to rats when they die and he goes do they go to heaven and and she's like yeah and he's like but not all of it because its face is still in the garage So I'll probably remember that forever just because it was like, I mean, he had a habit of doing that. Like you would find them in the backyard, just like pieces of them. And so you're having to like toss them over the thing or whatever. But he, I mean, he hunt all the time. So she had left a decapitated squirrel in the the time. Or not a squirrel. It was a decapitated like mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Or they catch birds and bring them in and they're not dead. Yeah. And then they escape and fly around, and you're trying to get them out your house. And, you know, oh, my gosh. That's yeah. been fun. I've had a few different cats do that in this house, and it's exciting yeah. stuff. Because you're like, turn the fan off. Turn the fan off. <laughs> I mean, that's like the first thing you do is turn the fan off. You know what I mean? Because, like, they're going to fly right up there, you know? So, like. And they, and I can just picture like you and Bruce and my to mom. Save, and your mom. Oh yeah, running around her. like and, and so like you're like turn the fan. I mean, because like I walk get right. the broom. <laughs> well, not many, many people I know who are like bigger animal lovers than them. So they're like save the bird. No, and we do like I mean I was like get Simba. We, yeah, no, yeah, that's true. To Lock put him up. Simba up. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You gotta get Simba. Although I will say a bird flying around in the house it hasn't happened since he's been there. But if it did, probably scare the he'd crap like, out of yeah. him and he'd probably piss himself and run. Oh, Because he's actually a big chicken. Yeah. yeah. Except for with people. <laughs> like, yeah. 
And he might be, really. He's yeah. never really had to deal with anything threatening. He just acts. I mean, he's really a big baby. But, yeah, if he saw the bird, if we were screaming, he would definitely run. Yeah. Because he's like, it wasn't me. You know, yeah. like, I don't want to get in trouble. But um, now Lexi, on the other hand, would be the problem. Not because she'd be chasing that, but she'd get it in your way. Trying to get on you. And you're like, <laughs> I'm trying to get the bird. Stop it. <laughs> but, yeah, we had her bring one in one time. One of the cats brought one in under the thing. And I kept hearing this noise. And I'm like, what is it? And it had it in its mouth, but it was still alive. Yeah. And it was flapping. And I'm like, oh. And so, you know, I had to get the water bottle and spray the cat to let the bird go. And, of course, the bird flew up on the chair. And I'm like, okay. Stay there. Yeah. And so I'm like, uh, need to turn the ceiling fan off. So you're, like, moving slowly. And then it's like, how do I get it to go around the corner out the door? (laughs) Like, you know, because it's not going to just go that way. It's going to go anywhere else. So I'm trying to think, like, how can I... So I'm kind of like going around shutting doors. To and then minimize. you're like, how to catch a bird. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, about that time, mom heard me yelling. She came out of her room and because the noise made the bird, and it actually flew right out the back door. I was like so shocked. I was like, that is simple. Yeah. Huh. Most of the time they're dead, so you don't have to worry about it. But occasionally. When I worked at the shelter, we used to get them in there. I, I had a cat bring a live squirrel in once when I lived in northern Alabama. I had a cat named Pumbaa, and he came in with a squirrel. That was some scary stuff. My kids were little at the time, and I'm like, oh, crap. What do I do with this squirrel? Like, yeah. trying to run it out the back door, and the cat's all, because he doesn't want How to did let he it go. go. Oh, How yeah. did he go? Stop doing it. <laughs> he was growling at me. He was a super sweet cat, but he was not happy. I was trying to take that squirrel from him. Yeah. And this squirrel was as big as him. Oh they can get like, kind of big. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, it was like. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Squirrels can bite you, too. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's it. Now, I had a yellow lab that he would be. He didn't have a fenced yard, so I'd put him outside. Sometimes on he had like a 20-foot tether or whatever. Yeah. And he had a porch. And it was only when I was home, so he was there. But yeah. it was like, I, and I could see him through the window all the time. And like I'm sitting there one time, and this squirrel decided to make a go of it across his path. And that did not end up well. So. Yeah. And I was like, damn it, Harley, no. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you go running out the door. There's no way you can make it. I mean, it's that quick with these animals. If they see it, it's Simba every morning. These stupid ducks have decided to come flying in my backyard again. And you you can't see over on that side of the house when you open the back door. But Simba goes right over there and you'll hear. (laughs) And you're like, why do y'all keep coming back here? Y'all have all these other yards. I don't understand. Like, what is the, why? Yeah. There's one that has nothing right next door. Why do you come here? It's a challenge. I, I mean, maybe they have a death wish. Maybe. Which brings cats. us to stray cats and community cats. Yeah. Well, I think we're we'll get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> I think today we're going to talk about like how the homeless pet overpopulation, pet issues, whatever you want to say is really a community-wide problem and if and if it's going to be fixed it requires having a community on board in order to do that um we talk about it with you know feeding feral cats free roaming cats stray cats owned pets um 
all of those things, you know, talking with your neighbors about getting their animals fixed. And, um, you know, I think as an animal rescue, um, and also when we worked in, in a municipal shelter, all of us have either worked or volunteered heavily in a municipal setting. And, um, it can't just be fixed by an organization. It's too large of a pro of a problem to, um, even for the, and like, you know, we could talk all day about like, it's a government run facilities doing all that they can, blah, 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 blah. But really it's an extremely big issue and it requires having everybody work together in order to help it. So, yep. and we've, we've had some frustrating situations this week where, um, it just feels like not the community's not always in support or they think it should just be our problem to fix and it's not it, it can't work that way it just can't it, it's not going to so yeah we're going to talk about that today yeah and that's not even just including cats too it's also a big dog problem too yeah yeah there's not enough room to even take in all the animals without making space which people always hate hearing but shelters only have so many kennels it doesn't matter how many animals are out there they still only have the same number there's only the same number of rescues out there that can take in animals they have to have fosters all the stuff we went over before so the only way to start fixing it is the community to get together and start spaying and neutering the ones that are there Mm -hmm. till we can make space to start helping the ones that are maybe uh, able to be adopted in a traditional way yeah well and I think like one thing I always have seen and it makes sense to a point but are like either animal rescues or even just individual people when they say things like well, why don't you just take that animal from that person? They're not being a good enough owner. Or um, why would you, we're going to have really strict adoption policies because we want to make sure this animal is going to like the perfect home, which we, I think we talked about the first time, yeah. open adoption policies. And really it's like, it's such, there's so many animals that die simply because there's not enough space that we, no, we don't get to choose whose animals we take or, that's just, I don't know. It makes me feel so, like, gross. Like, why do you think you get to decide whether somebody's good enough to own an animal or not? Well, and, and, and that's because a lot of times they think that having the perfect home or having enough money. And, yeah, there are people that can't afford vet care and stuff. And, and you know what? That's part of the things that we like to be able to help them with. Um, because that doesn't make them a bad pet owner they may love that animal 100 percent, and that animal loves them mm -hmm. i hate when people take a dog that clearly loves their owner away from them because the owner may be uneducated maybe yeah. they don't know that that's not okay you can't do that i my own husband did not understand about heartworms and i've known for years and just in the last year he has learned that heartworms don't come from fleas yeah. And that the flea meds did not protect them. My husband and, didn't know that either. I yeah, and, and, that. And, and sometimes, and that's the thing that these people, they really, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got them on flea meds. Mm -hmm. That they're protected. And it's like they don't understand there's a difference and they don't understand. And 
you know, when you go to the vet and it's $300 to get all this stuff done to get the meds and everything else, these people stop going. Because mm-hmm. they yeah. try to do the right thing and they go one time and the vet charges them and the next thing they know, they thought it was going to be $100. And then they leave $300 later freaking out. And so they never go back. Does it and make them a bad person though? Because they... No, no. It, makes them, it makes them not aware. And that's where doing these low-cost clinics and stuff that a lot of places do. And unfortunately, here's another reality. They are limited space. So sometimes people can't get there that day or when they tried to log in it was already full yeah because it's so needed that i mean we won't talk about the people that use it that don't need it but um they do also yeah and that sucks but the reality of it is anybody and, and that's the thing everybody is going to take reduced vet care mm-hmm. because it is hard to stomach going and spending 300 dollars per pet well it just this is what doesn't make sense to me and i I want to do like a caveat of I respect veterinarians Absolutely. very much. I understand school is expensive. I understand it's hard to get through school. I understand you have to make a living and you deserve that. And I, and I believe all of those things very strongly. I think it is not right that you have such a large range of like, we know that at the end of the day, it costs X amount of dollars to spay or neuter an animal. So how is it okay to charge somebody $2,500 for a spay and neuter that? And I, and I get it. You know, there are, when you do that, you get to do, um, you maybe have a more high quality experience. You maybe do the blood work prior to, and I think all of those things make sense. But like, I know that, I know a lot of people personally who have to go, they go to a low cost spay and neuter clinic because it's the difference between $90 and $2,000 and it's like who in their right mind is going to go for the 2000 you know like is that right yeah. I don't I don't no, no, so. I, I, yeah and and that's the problem because there is a huge gap in pricing because it's all over the board and, yeah and, and, and then you know you'll have one bet be like oh I'm only going to charge this much because this is my time and this is how much the meds cost that I'm going to use and all this stuff and then another vet over here is like, oh, no, we can charge this much because this is what, you know, we decided it's going to be. And these people are like, there's a big gap between them. And even the vets can be like, I don't really like, you know, like, that's too high. Yeah. I'm pricing myself out of clients. Right. And that's what they don't realize is that it's really tough because <laughs> we love our animals. They're our babies. It doesn't make me have more money than I have. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not going to lie. If my husband had something serious, I might have to look at him and be like, okay, what does it need to be taken care of right now? <laughs> and you know, but it's the same, same thing for me. You same. know what I mean? Like, like, is it something that needs to have surgery today? Or We need heartworm medicine, so can you wait till next month? Well, no, and I don't even, not, I just mean like even for our medical needs on emergencies, you know, like if you don't have, a great cushion because you live check to check or whatever. It, I thought it, you meant you were going to push him off so we could get no, the dog no, stuff. No, 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 I'm just saying people with animals are like, well, I can't afford to do that because I got to eat. You know what I'm saying? With their animals. But it's not just that because they'll put off medical care for themselves. Yeah. And, and so that's what I'm saying. It's not just about because it's an animal so they don't care. These same people that don't take their animal to the vet 
probably don't go to the doctor themselves. And, yeah. and, and sure. you know, they're driving a, a car that doesn't work right or don't have one. Or, I mean, there's a lot of things to consider, but it doesn't mean they don't love their animal. It doesn't mean they don't deserve a pet. It doesn't mean right. that yeah. they're not going to be a great owner in a lot of ways. And that, and that dog might have the best home ever. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Or that cat, it might be the best home ever. And that might be, you know... I've seen it. I've just, I've seen it. We've people, seen it. Yeah. So and it's, so it's really tough to put a monetary cap for good pet ownership. Yeah. I mean, obviously it'd be great if everybody could afford to just do whatever, but they can't. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. And it's, you know, and I always say this, it's not a priority for everybody and that's okay. Not everything in this life is not a priority for, and so it's like as the people who are trying to save the animals, we have to make it easy to do the right thing. We have to make it easy to do the right thing. And you have to be open to listen. Yeah. And understand that that person that brought their dog in to be euthanized, maybe it has a medical condition that they can't afford, and that was their choices. Right. And it doesn't mean, and maybe it's only $400 to fix it, but they really don't have it. Yeah. And they love the dog, and they didn't want it to suffer, so they're like, okay, then we'll euthanize it. I mean, I I, I, I think one of that. the saddest things I ever watched, and at the time, I was just working in a facility. Um, I didn't really have a way to help, and I think it, I mean, it is part of the reason of, like, why I wanted to start my own organization and, and do this type of stuff was um, two large dogs got, were owned by these people got into a fight with each other, as we know happens when you own two dogs, and um, injured each other really badly. People have no money. And I watched as these dogs, which I knew they were old, um, they just got into a fight with each other. They didn't have a good chance of making it right in the shelter. And I watched as these people sobbed, and I, like, walked the dog through the door, and it was just like... My heart was just like, this is not right. <laughs> like, how this is not, this is not right. Like, you know, and I think you, it's so easy when you don't see stuff like that to stand on the outside and be like, well, they shouldn't have had those dogs if they couldn't afford it. And this is, blah, 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 blah. no, you're breaking up a family. You're breaking up a family. And it yeah. wasn't, you know, like, and it would be great if we could all plan ahead and have large savings. So just in case the accident happened. And, yeah. But, you know, most of the people don't. Well, yeah. it was like, and that's reality. Like disabled, like, it was somebody who they were, had a lot of health issues. And exactly like you're saying, it was So it was these dogs were their baby. It is me or the, it is, I can pay for my husband's care or, like, what are you, that's not even an option. Yeah. You're like, you don't, yeah. And, but, it, but it still tore them apart. Yeah. Because for a moment, it was an option. Yeah. In their head, they're like, I, I can't, yeah. but I want to, yeah. but I can't. You know yeah. what I mean? Because the, the reality of it is, if you love your animals, they're as much your family as anybody else. Yeah. I mean, when you live with, they're there every day, part of your everyday life. That's Absolutely. way harder to lose. People that don't like animals or don't have them don't understand that they, it, it literally, so people that, are related to me that I don't live with and talk to all the time or everything else. It'll be sad if something happens to them, but it doesn't impact my daily life like yeah. that will. 
Yeah. And, it, and, and you know, we know that it's silly, that it shouldn't be the same, but at the same time, it doesn't matter. It, 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 it is the same for me. Right. That's a person to me that just isn't a person. Yeah, I read some book by some psychiatrist or something. He was talking about how, um, as a society, we don't, like, there's a few things that we don't, like, really take seriously. And it was interesting. It was two things that he really talked about in the book. One was um, breakups and how, like, sometimes breakups, like, really destroy people. And um, people are, you know, people are, like, sympathetic for a short time. And then it's just kind of like, well... Get, get over, over it, it yeah. right? Yeah. And the second thing was the loss <clears throat> of a pet and how it really destroys people sometimes and they don't get the same kind of care that they might need. But for some people, you know, the, the bond is world. really strong. Well, and yeah. Like yeah. some of these older people, they have their dog. That's all they got. Yeah. Like their kids don't come around all the time. The grandkids don't come around all the time. All they got every day they, and all they're living for is getting up to – Feed the dog, walk the dog, you know, they're like, the dog's going to go run my errands with me. I mean, this is like their life. Yeah. Uh, and, and so. I is... literally sat on the couch and started crying, like thinking about Bogart dying. And I was like, why are you doing this? This is dumb. <laughs> but it's it still is. here, it's but like, no, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. It, yes. it, it is tough. It's tough when they go. Because, I mean, you know, it's a person personality that's missing from your life that was there every day yeah and it's just tough yeah very much so but yeah and i think i don't know i think we like as a even if you don't love animals i think it's you like want a better society or whatever you have to respect well it comes to it comes to a empathy thing understanding that your situation may not be the same as theirs but if they seem to be struggling with it, understanding why. Yeah. You know, whatever the case may be, whether it's a loss of a pet or whatever. I mean, if you know somebody that their pet, you know, you know it meant a lot to them, and you're like, well, it's just a cat. Who cares? Yeah. But step back for a second and just look at it and be like, but they care. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what I think about it. It They care. So I need to, if you're going to be there for somebody or be the caring person, you got to at least listen. Yeah. Let them talk about it. I mean, it's not that hard yeah. to give a little, which we all know, because we have to do a lot of understanding with some of these people that we deal with all the time. You know? And <laughs> a well, little? I'm just, I'm just, well, a lot. And, and the thing is, I mean, yeah, y'all are, and we do stop, we do stop and, and have to, there are times in my mind, I think way differently than what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> Because I have to stop myself because in my mind I'm thinking bad things. But no mother trucker. Yes, for sure. And you know, <laughs> and, and trust me, I might be looking at you nodding, going, I understand, I understand. But in my mind I'm not saying that. Yeah. Uh I'm actually not being complimentary at all and sitting there thinking that if I didn't think I'd be filmed or something, I might beat the crap out of you right now. But I uh I do actually have to stop myself and realize that even though I'm listening to you and you make no damn sense, that in your mind, you don't really know any different. And I have to remember that, you know, just because you're being ignorant and just spouting out the mouth things that you really don't understand, that doesn't mean I need to 
attack you with it. So. Well, I think that's why it's good that we like all of us have each other because I think it's we have to like. Yeah, because we can vent to each other. We can vent about it and then turn to the person and be like, "I understand. It's okay." Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I understand. Can you believe this? Hey, it's cool. We got you. (laughs) We're all here. We love you. Yes. No, we don't. No, we don't. (laughs) No, it's true. And I think the other thing too, like talking about, well, why is it so important that we like work towards no kill and and stuff? We're talking about people's well being. Um, I was talking about this to somebody this week. Um, it's not fair to people. That's somebody's. That has to be somebody's job. And I don't think people realize somebody's job is to euthanize animals that are unwanted. How does that not mess with somebody's head? I don't, you know, and like... That's why there's a high turnover at the shelters. There's high turnovers at shelters. There's high suicide rates for people who work in shelters. And so if we're trying to build, again, a better society, we have to stop putting that on people to, you know, just, oh, sorry, we ran out of space. Um, Yeah, I have to go euthanize this dog that has literally done nothing wrong. It's like that can't other than not, not have an owner come forward and it belongs somewhere. That's the thing. Yeah. These dogs and cats started out somewhere. Yeah. And that falls back to the community. So someone out there knows this dog. Yeah. Especially like nowadays. It, there's social media everywhere. And you know, this dog just showed up over here in this neighborhood. Yeah. All right. Which one of you people know who had this dog? Because somebody knows where that dog came from. And that's the thing that's so frustrating. Yeah. Is because, you know, we can help you spay and neuter and get it vaccinated and get that taken care of. So you don't go dump that dog. Yeah. And let it breed on the streets. And I'm, and then all those puppies. And then they get up. the dog back to the owner and then they can't take care of it. But that's what I'm saying. If they could at least contact people to get some help. What do you need help with to take care of it? What is it? Yeah. yeah. Because the reality of it is, if the community's got to work together. We all have, to, if you see a cat problem where there, you've got, you know, you walk out the door and you see 30 cats scatter, you know, reach out for help. We can start looking to try and get help in your community. We're not going to be the ones to come out and relocate these cats. That's yeah. not happening. What we can do is start getting it set up to where you and your neighbors who are feeding these cats and stuff. And if need be, in certain situations, maybe we can come out and help do the trapping. But for the most part, if, if you started feeding one cat and it turned into 20, take some responsibility for the fact that you didn't step up and do the right thing with the one. Yeah. Because there were low-cost options. You could have called the shelter. They would have probably given you opportunities to know these places, to get an application in, to get that animal fixed for free or cheap. Yeah. There are ways that it could have happened before it multiplied 12 times. Yeah. yeah. And and so everybody has to start taking a little bit of responsibility for the situation that you now have. If you have 30 cats, you are partially to blame if you've been feeding them. Yeah. And, you know. And we're not going to. No, and we're not judging you. We just want your help to fix it. We're going to come help you fix it, but we need you to help do it. And that means anybody in the neighborhood. If you've been feeding these cats and you did not have them spayed and neutered, and even if you thought I only fed three of them, no, you didn't. If you put food out, you were feeding more than three. So, you know, uh, there's always going to be those cats that are super feral that you don't see that come around in the middle of the night and stuff. 
Because figure for every two you see, there's at least one that you aren't. So it's just, everybody should work together to stop it from multiplying. And then what? It is everybody's problem. That's the thing. It's it's not, you know, if your neighbor's the one feeding and you're just griping about it, that's not fixing it. No. For your neighbor or for you. Yeah. So we can help get this started, you know, and if you if you're like, I don't want to be the one to catch them and transport it and everything else, okay, well let's talk to other people in the area. See if someone is willing to help do that to get it under control. Let's try and work together. Yeah. We can help coordinate this stuff and everything else, but we just need to know what resources you need in order for this to happen. And what resources you need, not re- resources you, you want. want. <laughs> yeah, resources you need. And that's the thing, because right now I have a little car. I yeah. cannot transport. Well, we can't do that if there's only three of us and we only have so many volunteers, so it's not like we right. can't do that for every single person no. in this county. Well, that's the thing is, that's originally what we tried to do and we were maybe helping five, ten cats a month. Yeah. And, you know, and so, and it was like, obviously this problem is so much bigger than that. And so we have to find, we need to find a model where we can help the most people with the, the, with the little resources that we have. Right. And we came up with a pretty good model. I think it worked when I came on board and it was started. I actually, I think it works the best because it also starts building relationships. Yeah. And that's another thing that people, so some of these people never got any of them fixed because they were embarrassed. So it's nice to know there's a whole group. And so now, so, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. So, and then all of a sudden when they realize, now it's a community. So these people can all get together and meet each other and be like, hey, yeah, you know, how many are in your colony? Yeah, you know, I got this many in my colony. And they can, they can start realizing I'm not the only one. Yeah. They're having this clinic packed every week with people I'm not the only one. And yeah. that's that's very nice to have. I mean, that's one of the things that helps people build confidence to do things is having yeah. support. Well, and it is important if you're kind of managing a colony and you're feeding it that you know how to trap and you know how to do those things because you never know when you what gets to do hurt. That. Yeah. And I think so if, if somebody doesn't know like what our model is, um, you know, we provide the resources, the free spay neuter with the help of um, mostly with Fix Your Pet, Save Rescue. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And then we use Pops before. Uh-huh. We snip. And we snip. provide the feral cat traps to people, and we t- teach them how to use them and all of those things. Um, but I think sometimes where we get frustrated is when people are having feeding cats and it gets out of hand, and then they are like, well, I expect you to come and trap them and house them. And bring them and pick them all up. those things. And it's like, well, our resources are very limited. So if we do that for you um, and you're capable of doing it on your own, then this 97-year-old lady who really needed the resources isn't going to get them because you're being selfish. And that's right. just the truth. Right. Yeah. Like, and I can tell you right now that when it comes for me doing trapping... And transporting and housing, I am. I will pick and choose what I will do, yeah. and it's not to be mean. But if I know that you are capable and you're just choosing not to, I'm not coming. So you just need to know that that that's a hard no. 
Yeah. And there um, are cases where uh, people don't have vehicles, and we understand and, that, uh, and we will work with you to find and, somebody, but you're still going to trap your cats. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. At least you can do the... Uh, you know, like, I don't have a car, so I go and drop traps off. And then the people are like, well, I don't know how to do the trapping. I can't trap. I can't. Hold on a second. We will show so you. So I even went to go train someone how to trap, which then went in their house and hid and didn't even learn how to trap. Yeah. And then was texting, um, I don't know how to use the trap. Well, oh, that uh, was a different one, but yeah. I sent you an email that has a YouTube video on how to use your trap and a separate YouTube video that shows you how to trap cats. Well, yeah. and the thing is, is that, I mean, when people come to the house, most of the time the traps are out there with just their name in it. And I'm, I know that they get the instructional video. If I'm there, I will ask them, do you know how to use it? And I yeah. will show them. I'm not always going to be at home waiting for you to come pick up your trap. So, but, you know, and I don't know if my daughter knows how to use it or not. So I don't, when she shows people, she's just like, I don't know. It should have your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> She puts yeah. the name on it. There's yours right there. How do I use it? Okay. Maybe I should show her. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she will probably just tell them. So you have to ask them. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, and the thing is, it's not hard. I had to learn how to use a trap. I mean, she gave me a quick lesson, and then I just went and did it. And once you did it, it's really pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. once you know, it's like, it seems complicated. You just, well, you just have to look at each trap and figure out, because they're all going to work very similar. There's going to be a catch pin and a plate. No matter which kind it is, you just have to figure out how to set it. How to get the plate up. And, yeah. and hold it up and then test it. And you it probably can you Google yeah. what type of trap it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because you have like the have a heart ones that have the door that opens up. And you have to get through two holes here to with the hook. Yeah. But once they, and if you just test the plate to make sure it slams shut, then you got it. And, and trust me, the first time I, I learned on like the true catch. So when I went to the Havahard, I'm like, I don't know how to use this. I mean, I have to sit there playing with this thing, and I'm out there trying to trap. I'm supposed to be a trapper. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on, before we go out there, I'm telling my husband, hold on, I got to see how to work this. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. But I look like an idiot. But you figured it out. But I yeah. did, and I finally figured it out. I'm like, oh, I got it. And we were like, yeah, we are all very intelligent ladies, but we're not rocket scientists. And I will so. tell you that I actually enjoy, enjoy the trapping. Yeah. I, it, it, for me, it's... I mean, obviously, it's, it's way more enjoyable when you're actually catching, like fishing, but uh, I, I do enjoy it because it is. It's like you got that one cat and you're like, you're mine. Yep. Yeah. This is going down. And, you know, you fail uh, and it sucks. Yeah. But uh, like that one cat at the historical society. Yeah. Not interested in the least. Yeah. We could, she sat there, all the other cats get trapped, and she's just laying there like, <laughs> like seriously you can put the trap right next to her and she's like I ain't hungry you haven't eaten in three days nah I ate over here yeah. you know and that's the thing it's like she was zero interest the other ones did at least want because I put like what was it tuna or wet food and they were like oh yeah that's new yeah so you just gotta try and figure out a way to really but there's a lot one. of resources out there too I mean you know it, but Alley know, they're not looking. They're not. Yeah, they're not. They're looking not taking at accountability and re, and, and that's responsibility. Okay. We'll we'll help give you resources, but just actually read them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the thing. Like I have a lot of people go. Well, nobody told me this or that about the clinic stuff, and it's like I mean it was literally in the instructions. Yeah, like when they show up in a carrier, 
And you're like, I mean, I'm like, we know for a fact that that's at least been. And I'm looking at it right here, like, and it says in capital letters, reminder. So you didn't read, (laughs) and that's fine. But just say, you know what? I didn't read it. Yeah. Don't lie to me. I actually had someone lie and say like, oh no, I wasn't told. And I'm like looking at the thing on open phone going. I right can here. see right here that you were actually told. So. Yeah, you actually. If you'd it, like, I can find it in your email version as well. <laughs> but, yeah. but, well but, I mean, I just went right there. Because they didn't actually tell me. They told someone else. And they came over and told me. And I'm like, nope, right there. Yeah. Liar. <laughs> and that's the thing. If you just tell me, I didn't read it. Okay. Now you know you need to read. Yeah. Th- this information was important. And when we say carrier, we mean carrier. When we say trap, that is not a carrier. Yeah. And and if we need to, I guess we can start sending a photo with an X across a carrier and showing a picture of a trap. That could, maybe. And, and, maybe we and, need to start doing that. I mean, no, seriously, <laughs> I really think we need to make, and also not, t- not a storage container. Yeah. That has happened as well. I don't know how... That, that even complicate that with a trap. Maybe yeah. they trapped it in it. Well, I don't know. The thing is, you know, and I think it's good to know. And the reason it is very important is because they are these cats are sedated in their traps so that they can't harm any tech, can't harm any vet. Um, it's the most, it's the best way to keep them contained well. So there's, um, it's not just like, oh, we're just doing this for fun because we want to make your life difficult. No, they need to be in a trap. No, because even friendly cats bite people when they're trying to be vetted. It happens yeah. all the and time in the vetting in world. High volume clinic. And cat bites send right. people to the hospital for infection almost yeah. every single time. So out of precaution, every cat we bring in is in trap. Unless yeah. it's a friendly and even then sometimes I put them in transfer cages because just because we have a cat in our foster care program doesn't mean I know that cat. Yeah. So, and I may not, and if it's a grown cat, I, you know, kittens, you can be a little more flexible with, cause you can, I mean, just grab them. But, uh, older cats, even when they go in, I'm, I worry. Like we had one yesterday, Phoebe, mm-hmm. she's in our foster care program. She's not the friendliest thing. She was a, attacked by a dog. And so we pulled her out of the shelter to take her to the vet. And at this moment, she is not a hundred percent receptive to people. Yeah. And the foster mom said she had a problem catching her, and she was acting up. So me and one of the people at the clinic went and moved her to a transfer cage. Because yeah. it was like, mm, let's not take that chance. Yeah. yeah. And trying to get her out of that cage, she did try to bite. They had the glove on, but so it was like, good thing we did that. Well, y'all, yeah. y'all heard Ella, my bottle baby. I've had her since she was like a week old. Yeah. She was just hissing and spitting at me, and I bottle raised yeah. her. Yeah, that's what I mean. So. Cats are just, they're unpredictable. And, you know. Sorry about that, guys. This is funny. I mean, He's trying to cover body? up the top of his litter box. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. With his one leg. <laughs> I'm telling he's, you, my zoo, guys. And then my pug very, over here snoring. Yeah. He's very, started pooping in the fireplace. Look, he's the getting... Shut up. <laughs> yeah, this is not a litter box. I'm going to have to put something... In front, in front of, of like the gate or something? Yeah. Nice. Cats. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. Cats are... That, you know, that's... But that's one of the reasons why you love them. Because, I know. I mean, who... who all yes. of us want to be that way. I know. Like, just shit like, somewhere and be like, cool with hey, it. hey... 
I'm here, and everybody just do what I want. Yep. <laughs> Today is going to be the day that I'm just going to start shitting in the fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> or on your pillow. Or on your pillow. Or I'm going to just pee on you because I don't like you today. Yeah. And then I'm going to meow at you to feed me. Yeah. And not that. Cats. Man. I don't want that. I want that stuff over there. And if you feed me that, I'm going to snub at you and I might bite you when you try to walk away. Oh, yeah. I got bit real bad by cauliflower on my leg when I was walking to the bathroom. Because you forgot to walk backwards. I did. You see? <laughs> we, have, we both have cats, so you have to walk backwards. Yeah. Turtle is my cat. He's like 10 and... He, he'll be purring and meowing and rubbing all over you. And if you try to walk away, he attacks you from the back. <laughs> so you have to walk away backwards and be like, I'm watching you. I'm watching you. And it's her cat, same way. Like, Awful. you can't turn your back. I don't know why she does it, though. I don't know why she has this fatuation in toes. She wants to eat your toes. I'm like, why are you doing it? You can't wire flip-flops around her. She will attack your toes. Yeah. That's, That's hilarious. Funny. That's why we love cats. Yeah. Weirdos. Well, we're probably going to have to end it here soon, but I guess, like... Did we cover what we wanted to cover? Yeah. Did we get too I'm far off track? I think we so, did all right. I think, like, in, con- in conclusion... Um, wrapping today's subject today's up. Wrapping today's subject up. Like, I think... Help of, your community fix the animals. Yeah. I think it takes... Volunteer your time. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a community to, to handle a problem this large, you know, so... Be respectful, especially of organizations that, um, I mean, really anybody, but I have organizations that are trying to help. If they're, they're really doing the best they can. If you are an animal welfare organization who focuses maybe just on adopting out, while that's important, you know, maybe just consider. Just consider starting some sort of program where you can support people who already have the pets because it's way easier to keep a pet in a home that they already have than it is to spend the time and resources trying to put them somewhere else. Yeah. And I don't know what else. Yeah, just don't be an a-hole. Yeah. I mean, yeah, seriously, just, look, the community is the reason we have a pet overpopulation problem. Yeah. So the only way to fix it is the community. And, you know, I think one of my favorite, like, quotes, and I always hear it in this world, is that it may not be your fault, but it is your problem. And it may not be any of our fault that this happened, but it is all of our problem to deal with. Because it will not go away. You cannot euthanize your way out of it. Otherwise, there would already be way less. Yeah. Because they've been euthanizing every day. So, I mean... Years and years. And you can't relocate them away either. People say that all the time and it drives me crazy. So, just think about that. We are euthanizing in extreme numbers, especially in Texas right now. And the problem still exists (laughs) worse than it did before. So, that is not going to fix it. So, try something different. Yeah. Get on board and try something different. Because if it was going to work, it would have already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and let's think about that. Everybody like, oh, yeah, well, but if it was going to work, wouldn't it already? Yeah. And we've been doing this for how many years? Since I was young and we had the dog pound. I mean, they've been euthanizing animals uh, in like since the 1800s. They would round them up and drown them in cages. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's terrible. But like we've been trying to kill pets to control the population for over 100 years and, and still, um, here we are yeah here we are yeah so 
obviously killing the ones that you can get your hands on does not stop it. Yeah. yeah. So let's so, do better. Do better. But, yeah. I mean, let's try something different. Let's try spay and neuter and let's see if we can at least get to a manageable yeah. situation. Let's put our egos aside and do what we can. To Whether you like them. animals or not, they're here to stay. Yeah. Uh, so you might as well help control the numbers. And if you think that you have the right to decide whether or not somebody deserves a pet or not. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say... Then maybe you, you don't maybe, deserve one. Maybe, maybe you challenge that in your brain a little bit. Yeah, maybe you're the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I, I believe be. that people... I, I think that everybody deserves a shot to be a pet owner. Yeah. Um, Especially when there's just so many yeah. that need a home. Mm-hmm. I would rather them live outside in someone's backyard than be dead because there wasn't space. Yeah. And I know that that may not be the life that I choose, but in a lot of countries, like we've talked about before, yeah. that's a different, they don't, dogs they don't live shelter, in their house. A, so yeah. as long as they're like giving them a place to sleep and, you know. Protect themselves from the elements. I, I just, I don't think that it's better to send them to die. Yeah. I don't. I, because that's a 50, it's a gamble. If you pick an animal up because you don't think it's being taken care of right. And I get it. Some of them bark all the time or whatever. Yeah. But. I don't know. That doesn't even really bother me. Yeah. But I, I, I'm an animal person, so. Yeah. All right. All right. Till next time. Till next time. Good chat. Good chat. Peace, love, and cats. Peace, love, and cats. Peace, love. Like, I like it. it. (laughs) We really do mean that, by the way. Yeah.